Tonight we got them, Goldie the Sulk and JC. And it starts right now. So, welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers. Who hate writing and Goldie JC? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This is a Christmas Day. <laughs> this is coming out on Christmas oh. Day. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is my sorry. Chocolate. I had you muted. <laughs> <laughs> First joke of the day. First joke of the day. I, by the way, I thought you're you're in the catbird seed with these first jokes of the day because you get to hear me say straight boring stuff at first and then you well, get to just jump in you don't have jump to in. say boring stuff i have to you set up the be, show you're a writer hey, you could hey, prepare folks, i could say hey folks you ever notice how on airplanes yes, no. there you go right no. in jump i like right to have in. it we'll be figure it out more of a natural conversation which oh, is wow. me saying straight stuff and then you saying the first snarky do, thing do which you is begin great. your conversations <laughs> Hi, we're having a conversation. Are you? Do you just say something? I just intro the podcast. I care about the brand. I okay. care about I the brand. I don't. You know, I don't know if you noticed we were 214th in India last week. Wow. Yeah. Alec, the brand sulking. <laughs> Second joke of the day. Oh, call Second me Elton. Elton Brand. Uh yeah, I've been traveling all day. I'm a little punchy, but it is Christmas, and we we just yeah. came back from Colorado to now here. I don't know for our, for our Indian listeners. I'm not sure whether that you know hits. Oh, that's right. It's home what? as much. What? Christmas? That it's Christmas. I mean, it's you know. It's, oh, that's I don't not, know they, they don't care, care as much. No. Right. Yeah, don't don't it's beat also, me into an Indian voice if that's where <laughs> this is going. <laughs> no, I don't no, want to do no, that. No, uh, no. no, we're not no. doing that because we love. I mean, India. but what it's, would that sound like? A, <laughs> a billion, <laughs> a billion people and two hundred and fourteenth. A billion. That's people. not bad. That's not bad. That's true. No. If there's a that's billion not people. bad. I'm going to start forwarding you guys this thing. I get this thing called Chartable Digest, and every week. It sends, wow. and some weeks we're just out in every country, and other weeks it's like, holy shit, India. Oh, wow. Anyway, been traveling all day, came back here to Cape Cod, and haven't been here in a while, went upstairs, and it's beginning to smell a lot like rat piss. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? It just smells like That's dead bad. animal up How here. How do you know what rat piss smells like? Oh, yeah. I lived in New York. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I never, I never knew they were really pissing and stuff. Oh, I mean, I knew they were rats, but Constantly I didn't smell pissing. their piss. I thought that yeah, was human always. piss. <laughs> it could have been. It true. smells like human piss. You're right, but I'm assuming it wasn't a human who was pissing in our, in our house. I think it was a, an animal of some kind. Yeah, right. probably. I mean, I can't imagine a rat can create a stink with its piss, though. Oh, You can't? How much could it be pissing? Well, but but, but like, we have we haven't been here in months, so if it pisses one tiny thimble once a day, that that's a lot after a while. I don't know. Anyway, listen, man, how do, the how do we get more this, of the it's rats? It's Christmas. It's <laughs> oh, right. Christmas. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What are you do doing? you celebrate Christmas? Do we? No. Yeah. Not at all. Not even close. <laughs> we do. Okay. You do? I, thought, yeah, yeah. I wish oh, yeah, we did. Of course. I yeah, love I it. So. I thought so. Yeah. I remember the bike. Remember the I remember that when you when you gave one of your daughters a that bike. That was and... like two years ago. I gave my youngest kid a bicycle and she didn't and she know said... what a bicycle was. 
I'll never uh, forget that. This one. year, <laughs> I've really set myself up for greater success, though, because I can say it here because she doesn't listen. I think she knows what a new iPad is. <gasps> wow. Oh, oh, she's going to yes. lose it. I think my oldest <laughs> will know what Melanie Martinez tickets are. Oh uh, I don't. I don't know what that is. What is that? That is oh, so Melanie Martinez is for people who think Taylor Swift is like basic bitch. Basic. I love it's, it. It's like <laughs> Melanie Martinez is cool and kind of like indie and weird and stuff. That's oh, so that's cool. awesome. So oh, my wow. kids are more into Melanie Martinez. They don't care about Taylor Swift. Actually. That's Ooh, awesome. Look at them going against that's the cool. grain. Yeah. Just like which that. is a little sad because it would be an easy thing. It's like if someone doesn't like McDonald's, which they also don't. That you go, well, that easy thing is off the table. Yeah. No, McDonald's (laughs) is the greatest easy thing. It's such an easy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you go, okay, no McDonald's, no Taylor Swift, but uh, Melanie Martinez. And I don't know if there's like a Coco's. Right, right. (laughs) I don't even know what Coco's is. Let's yeah, my, call it. My, Coco's is for people who don't have the guts to go to a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> the guts. I've never even never heard of it. It's just imagine if you were like, look, I can't go into a Denny's and, <laughs> and spend that kind of money. Oh, okay. But I can go to eat Coco's. some pancakes that are okay. Okay, so you might go to Coco's. Well, so it's funny you bring up Melanie Martinez, who I've never heard of, but uh, Levy's been really into uh, Will Willis lately. He's been climbing up the charts. (laughs) Will Willis. Will Will Willis. He went to my high school. It's cool. He remembers. No, I know. I remember. (laughs) I'm not walking into that again. No. So, so Goldie, uh, you're you're excited for for Christmas with the kids. You think you nailed it with their presents? Yeah, and I'm already in the Christmas spirit because uh, uh, a couple nights ago, there's this thing in Los Angeles called Descanso Gardens, which mm-hmm. is just a shockingly beautiful garden in the La Cañada region. Mm-hmm. It's acres and acres. It's it's bigger than you think. It's nicer than you think. And then they do this light show that's very impressive it sells out every year it's hard to get tickets my wife managed to get them somehow shout out to her so we went and then at these things you know when i was growing up there was a frugality uh that i like to fight against so for example if i was you know as a youngster somewhere and they were selling food and i said oh you know can i have a hot dog yeah we'll we'll eat when you get home (laughs) we're not we're not buying that for you you know so there was so now it's like my kid you know, wanted a hot dog, and it's like you can have a sure, have yeah, a sure. hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Then there's churros, bucks. which you know are these sort of Mexican cinnamon stick cookies. Yeah, we know it. They they're are. not. Everyone loses their mind over them. Right. They're fine. They're, they're fine. I agree. It's like you know Fr- croissants, where people are like, oh, a croissant. It's like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing Fr- to fried dough. Way better. Fried dough's fine. I don't know. It's all, that a donut? They're, they're all, these are all good. Yeah. Cotton candy, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, but who cares? Anyway, yeah, so yeah. churros, she wants the churros. You can sure. have the churros. Great. You know, I'd like a little hot chocolate. You know what? Dad writes for Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. You can have the hot chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Family Guy's not going anywhere unless there's something, there's something you haven't told me. No. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, she's eating... A decent amount, but I don't think about it and I don't care. And I'm happy to drop the, you know, $21 or whatever it was. <laughs> right. So then, you know, 
we go to bed and uh i oh. here's what ends what were the bed arrangements so i start out <laughs> with my daughter in her bed try to follow this my okay, wife okay. and the dog are in our bed yes. okay i then go back to my own bed with my wife yes yeah. at that point my daughter comes into our bed Okay. okay. My yes. wife then goes into my daughter's bed. Okay. <laughs> the empty bed. Yes. She's yeah. smart. She's smart. The dog follows my wife. Oh, God. <laughs> so now no one is in the bed they started. In. <laughs> but everyone's in the same arrangement. Everyone's arrangement. in a different bed. And, you know, this is like taking a few hours for everyone <laughs> right. to arrange. <laughs> right. And then the dog comes back into my bed. So everyone switched beds at right. least, yep. at least yeah. once. Yes. Yeah. And so then my daughter at about two in the morning, she starts making this noise like, <gasps> and uh, your daughter. Yes. And I'm oh. like, is she dying? But I'm very tired. So I'm right. like, probably not. <laughs> like if she was an elderly person, I would think she was dying. But since she's young, I was like, she's probably not dying. Uh, but it doesn't sound good. And then she's like, water. And you go, well, that's not how you ask me for water, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you know, you're I reverting back to your parents now. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the water, but I would like some water, please. Is yeah, sure. Sort of how I might want to be asked or, yeah. yep. you know, hey, I know I should go get my own water. I don't <laughs> but it. whatever, Could it's just please? water. Okay, so I go, I get, the, I get the water and she, you know, she, she chugs the water. Like she just ran <laughs> off the field after, you know, scoring a kickoff <laughs> touchdown, <laughs> right. even though she's done nothing. So, right. okay. She chugs it and then just falls back to sleep. And I, I go, okay, whatever. Yeah. I fall. I never sleep, but I'm, I'm, you know, lying still <laughs> breathing at the ready. Yeah. So then about 45 minutes later, she sits up again and she's making that same type of breathing. Ooh. And and something hits me, and I say, "You're not gonna throw up, are you?" And as I say, "You," <laughs> I would say three quarters of a gallon of water, hot dog, churro, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. There's some cheese curls in there. Oh, uh, there might have been like an earlier slice of pizza or something. Oh. It lands. On my chest, oh, no. my arm, my thigh, my side, I'm gonna my neck, and my face. Oh, oh no. It is all over Did you me. start barfing? And I would have for sure started. She's oh. screaming. Oh, no. And uh, I don't know how you would have handled it, but I just very loudly said, what the fuck? <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> she oh was screaming and so then my wife gets up and she's like what what's, what's happening you know what's happening and it's like well okay she's screaming i'm covered in and barf. barf can you figure this out what yeah. do you think so now i'm just really upset <laughs> oh of course and of course. not handling it very well yeah. and so uh i just because i've been covered in barf i i uh do triage on the bed which like Thank God we have a mattress pad and that held because, you know, a mattress yes. is like four grand at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. And the mattress nice is fine. Yes. Everything's fine. I got it all in the washing machine. My wife got my daughter settled down. And then I, I went right into the shower at, yeah, at about good. 3 a.m. But 
If you are in a shower at 3 a.m., something has gone so far afield in your life. Like, I was like, I never want to be in this situation ever yeah. again. It's like yeah. you've either hit someone with your car or yes. something like an animal. It's yeah. flown through the windshield. You've murdered someone. Yeah, yes. you're washing it, blood off. You've committed yes. a crime of passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're, yes, you're, yes. So, you're definitely ill. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes you're, you're right. You're, you're Alex Murtog on that faithful <laughs> night. Yeah. yeah. So I just, back. I was just standing there and I was like, this, I have to make a mental note that the, the, the only goal of life is to avoid being in the shower at 3 a.m., I think. <laughs> <laughs> the only goal. <laughs> Like, well, and if you talk about being thankful, like, what are you thankful for? It's like every day you're not in the shower at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Oh, my God. Well, Have you been a, barfed on? Um, yeah, not. but only a little. Like, not, on, not not like that. Not same. like that at this all. This was Well, I think I've told this story. There was one time one of my kids barfed in the crib, and it looked like a salmon got murdered. And uh, <laughs> I had to clean the crib, but there was so much everywhere that I had to get naked to do it. So I was like... <laughs> That guy in Pulp Fiction who comes and cleans yes. shit. Yeah, like, the wolf. I've, yeah, I've got like, oh, wow. I'm like naked with bleach wipes in there. Yeah. Oh. But this was worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this sounds like a direct hit. Like the yeah. submarine did not survive this torpedo. Yeah, that, and that was... it's, it's like, you know, of course that was my reward for yeah. going against my parents. Right. Yeah. Here, have the hot dog. Have yep. the churro. Have yep. the hot chocolate. Yeah, well, you get it back. Yeah. Well, somewhere your dad is looking down and smiling at you in that moment, <laughs> just saying, I told you, Johnny. I know. Oh, God, yeah. that's great. That's really funny. Well, oh, what a, what a Christmas okay? story that was. <laughs> yeah. What a great Christmas tale. Well, yeah. you know what, though? I, I'm just fired up to get into Jimmy Carr. So let, yeah. we're, we're excited for that. So. You know what? We're, we, he's coming out here for top uh, for this Johnny This might jokes. be our finest hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we ready? We're recording? Okay. Oh, soft intro. Friends, we are incredibly excited today. We First of all, we're doing this in person. Goldie's yeah. got some stuff to say about that. But <laughs> we have today, this is the soft intro. English comedian Jimmy Carr, one of the best in the world, is here with us today. For yes. some reason, he found us. He likes us. So he's here. Well, he and found us. He found us. We don't know if he likes yeah, us, but which we, is he found us. We're, we're so grateful. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, quote-unquote funny people come on this program, writers, comics, and they, they beg off the Johnny jokes. They kind of they ignore them. They shrug them off. They kind of chuckle at us when we ask them if they'd like to do it, and then they don't do it. So they are cowards. We've mm-hmm. called them that before many times. Jimmy Carr is not a coward. He is going to be closing our Johnny jokes today, and we could not be more excited. So let's get well, right that's, in. That's testament to the fact you have not heard these Johnny jokes. I, I, I <laughs> these know, but, 20 minutes of scrabble together, nothing. Yeah, that's what we do yeah. every Topical week. news? Okay, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, so that's our way of getting into this week's very special Johnny jokes. We're doing this first, I guess. I thought we would interview the guy. Anyway, from Hollywood Hills, Jimmy and Johnny's. Oh, boy. Is that ever louder than everyone else? We're, well, you're not interviewing it's the guy. Sure. For, what? Did, I mean, you just... No, this is this is no. great. This is straight in, no kissing. This is what nice. we do. Yes. This exactly. is what we do. Straight for the... This was the plan. This was the plan. Okay. There was a plan. Getting into Johnny jokes. <laughs> Here we go. 
<clears throat> Maybe you heard about this sad story. Uh, TV writer and legend Norman Lear passed away last week at the age of 101. He gone. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You all got nice. it. Thank you. Uh, Lear was briefly canceled during the Me Too movement until he officially changed his name to Norman Asexual Glance. Hmm. Oh, well, I Norman Asexual Glance. <laughs> and we're off and limping. First joke of the day. First, First joke of the day. day. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite, didn't quite qualify. We'll get there with one of them. Cobbled together a couple of these. Okay. Uh, well, maybe you heard about this, Jimmy, being uh, you're from across the pond. New daylight laws for sex workers in Amsterdam could severely reduce their legal hours of operation. Uh, area prostitutes have vowed to take the restrictions lying down. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> lying like down. All right, we're getting I, there. We're, I notice we're all is... doing the thing that uh, it's a very comic thing. We're looking at our jokes as you're doing yours, as yes. a, instead of paying attention to yours. Well, that's, that's I always that's, go first, and that always I, I'm victim of that. But yeah, I understand I'm, it. I, what, like these extra two seconds are like I know. these are going to change into good jokes. I know. As right. I look at them during your jokes. Well, so by the I'm way, they yeah, are we should magic. be learning from this example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are learning what not to do. Right. Yeah. They, they are magically changing also, to good jokes. Are you looking at me for first joke of the day? Am I, am I looking at you yeah, for first joke like of the day? I mean, I think like like all avid listeners, we <laughs> yes. we, we know that doesn't that, that's, that that's goes Goldie's to Goldie. Right. Doesn't right. go right. to the it won't, and it won't be during Johnny's. No, we do that. No, we'll this do that is then. just like you know, it's like a Far Side cartoon of the cows watching the other cow go to the slaughterhouse and going like, I wonder if it'll be different when I'm. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, two more, two more, two more. Um, oh. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Universal Pictures. Universal Pictures has decided to release Oppenheimer in Japan. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it might bomb. Uh, it, it, might, it might not do well. Oh, come on. It might not do well. Thank you. I've arrived. There you go. Wow. Joke three of arrived. Yeah, That's that a great good. joke. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. High praise. All right. Final one from me. Thank God. Uh, Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott is in hot water after it was revealed that he used the 9-11 hijackers as an example of great teamwork in a speech to his players. This is true. Uh, the speech must have worked, however, as the Bills immediately took down the Jets. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Really Look at this. I mean, gentleman this is, brings applause. This is, this is a fantastic joke. Thank you, sir. Yeah, what a Thank recovery. You. Thank you. What a recovery. Yeah. He's got to point it out. Well, Second, Johnny. In honor of our guest. King Charles and Prince William are reportedly dealing with fallout from allegedly making racist comments about Meghan Markle. Uh, Charles and William deny any racism, saying they wouldn't like Meghan even if she was white. <laughs> not, not a likable person. <laughs> okay. Uh, Britney Spears' father, Jamie, has had his leg amputated. Ooh. Ooh. The leg is still closer to him than Brittany. <laughs> okay. They don't like each other. Uh, music mogul P. Diddy is being accused of participating in a gang rape. Uh, Diddy denies the charges, saying he didn't rape the woman, he just sampled her. Ah, that's very I mean, good. That's a I have good to follow joke. this? Yeah. And by the way, he, he was doing what you were doing. He was looking at his no, job. I, I, believe me, going last sucks. A, a tourist, a tourist, 
has died in the world's tallest bungee jump. Ooh. Here goes! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very uh, yeah. Uh, he'll be buried as soon as he stops bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just quote. Boing, I guess boing. I'll do a fan final. I'll do a Norm. I'll do a Norm. All right. Yeah. A Norm McDonald. Hunter Biden <laughs> is being indicted by the federal government. Yeah. Now, with the election coming up, Republicans are going to seize on this as a great opportunity to look at more pictures of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so the, no. uh, well, Johnny jokes. Johnny yeah. three. Uh, now, um, imagine uh, a Brit had got the job. I'm uh, sorry, I'm I'm yeah. still a little bit hungover from World AIDS Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, if you're not familiar, it's kind of like Christmas for AIDS, but it's more. I'm dreaming of a white blood cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think. I think that's why it's called a retrovirus, because AIDS makes you kind of nostalgic for 80s pop and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> the Republican candidates. It's I'm going to talk about the Republican Please, candidates. This yeah. would be my monologue. Um, it's weird seeing a cast of characters like that without having the Joker at the head of the table saying, <laughs> let's squeeze Gotham for all it's worth. <laughs> Chris Christie. Um, uh, Chris Christie is one and a half of the worst candidates in history. <laughs> He's waddling for office. <laughs> Ron DeSantis has that puffy, worried-looking face. He looks like he just got off the phone to John Wick, and he's thinking, I shouldn't have killed that guy's dog. <laughs> Why is Ron DeSantis wearing lifts? Why not just be short? <laughs> Prince was five foot two. No one gives a shit. Paul Simon was five foot one. Legend. Drake is five foot. Great. John Lennon was four foot eight. People still love him. No one in Pink Floyd is over four foot. Elvis was nine inches tall. <laughs> Okay, back to the Republican candidates. <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy, um, he was an intern at Goldman. Uh, he worked at a hedge fund and he launched a pharmaceutical company. He's like, guys, trust me, I'm a cunt. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite word. <laughs> of all the candidates, Nikki Haley looks like she'd be the best at balancing raising a family with running a concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Biden's presidency is best described as elder abuse. <laughs> I think Joe Biden thinks he's on an extended tour of the White House. <laughs> Every day he's like, wow, all this for nine bucks? <laughs> Stand by. Henry Kissinger died. Oh. Oh. Go! <laughs> I think he just got too excited about the bombing of Gaza. <laughs> I think we can all agree uh, his best year, Kissinger's best year, was 1973 when he won the Nobel Peace Prize and was Napalm Magazine's Man of the Year. <laughs> That's maybe the last yeah. one. Oh, Bravo. Right. Wow. Bravo. Unbelievable. To see, that, that's... Great job. I mean... Listeners, you can hear the difference. There. It's hard to that enjoy that and not just feel ashamed. Yeah, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, no, I, I just, I had to. But the the the, the, the Republican candidates as well was like a Google search of, uh, oh, that man is fat. Okay, easy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that woman looks like a Nazi. I know, right? She does. But the 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 thing with that is like, and Goldie just said it very well. Like, it's hard not to. Li I'm laughing the whole way through. But there's also that 50% of me that's solierying, crumpling my jokes in my hand and look, well, I mean, cursing you, God. Stop it. It's, it's the, I'm, so, I'm a big fan of this podcast, but I'm a big fan of you guys as, as writers. I thought like as a, like obviously people that listen to this will listen to the podcast. Yeah. Last week's episode where you went through the, it oh, might be two weeks really ago did, now, really but last listen. week's where you wrote no, the episode live. Yeah. Best episode there's ever been. Oh, it was so fantastic wow. on the, that build on the thing. Like for me, that could be the podcast every week of going, just seeing the craftsmanship, like a one little bit and going through 
And it was for me, it was like the stuff that you went, yeah, it, it was it was more you sort of saying, well, actually, no, we're not going to do that trans joke. It's never that's never going to make the script. It's just in for now, but it's not it doesn't right. ring true. Right. And it was such a kind of yeah, it's funny, but it's not funny enough. It doesn't it doesn't kind of earn its place. Correct. And when he says that could be the show, what he's really saying is that should. Be the show. <laughs> I guess. No, well, that's uh, well, but he's right. First it's, of all, it's really interesting that thing of yeah. like the the layering that you guys do of jokes. And the, I mean, I, I've worked with other like, uh, I mean, I've worked with guys in the UK that are fantastic. My writers on TV shows, but right? Jesse Joyce is the guy I like out here, who yes. I think you know yeah, a little he's bit. He's a great. friend of ours. Yeah, it's yeah. Fa- just fantastic. But that thing of like the ethic of like just sitting down and writing that many jokes, and yep. so many guys in my industry don't do it. So many guys go, oh, I'm working on something, and they work a little bit on stage, but like really putting in the hours of like, because the building blocks of this is it's jokes. Yes. Yeah. Well, nobody knows that better than you do. And and I gave you a soft intro before for friends. If you don't know who we're talking to, this is legendary British comedian Jimmy Carr, TV personality, writer, actor, all the hyphenates and all that. Really, really, just a stand up. I mean, yeah. I, all the other stuff. I always think that thing when stand-ups go, yeah, I'm going to go and act in a, in a, I don't know, Avengers movie. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? You've All got right. the best job in the world. You want to go and sit in a trailer at 5 a.m.? What yes. are you talking about? Yes. That, that Why answer, would you do that? That answers one of my questions, which was because you do, if you read uh, up on you and you search you on, on YouTube, many of the clips and things that come up are you, uh, you know, on different television programs. Then there are your specials, which they're so, you're so prolific, which is amazing. But so I think you've just answered one of my questions was you, you want to be just a stand up. Like you don't, you don't have a desire to be in an Avengers movie. I'm quite stoic. Uh, like that idea of like, do less, better. Just do one, do one thing. Whether you, you got the world ordered a stand up comedian, honor that, be a stand up yeah. comedian. It's a great gig. And that thing of like, if you've got a facility to write jokes, whether you want to be a performer or not, like the thing of the, the thing that you guys do yeah. of like going, okay, so you found this incredible show where you can just pack it full of jokes. And right. th- something about the, just the simple, simple thing that Family Guy has cutaways. You go, oh, everything yeah. is on the table. Yes. Every, yeah. Like it, it goes out from every other sitcom that you go, well, it's, well, of course. Yeah. We can't do a joke about the Boston Tea Party because this is set in 1970s Detroit. And right. You go, no, no, we can do jokes about anything. Yes. Well, it's nice to hear you say that because I feel like when we started doing stand-up in the 90s, it it went from people telling jokes to people going up with a notepad. And part of it was this attitude of I'm working out stuff up here too and this, or I don't care this coolness about it and you seem like the antidote to that where you're like hey man for better or for worse I've worked on this and then even when you go into the crowd it's like why the fuck would anyone say anything to you? But like, the binary nature as well. I love the 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 pass fail. Like that's what I really liked about last week's episode. Is like the thing about going, look, you try a joke and the audience laugh or they don't laugh. So the audience is a genius, the Lenny Bruce line. Right. The audience, like, I've never been to, I went, I went up at the store last night after I did my show and oh, wow. Did, wow. tried some new shit. And, and you go, I always try new stuff at the end of the show. And you, it's binary. The audience have never been, some of them have never seen live comedy before. And they know instinctively that's funny, that's not funny. There's right. a group dynamic and it's binary. So you go, it's tested by them. You get the, the feedback. Right. I mean, I always think the bad thing about your job is you don't get the immediate feedback on the someone rewinding the joke and watching it 10 times and you yes. know that they loved it. What's the thing that they're going to, you don't get to see the laughter. Yeah. But yeah. Can I ask you, does it, because looking at it that way, which is how I always looked at it. And when I used to do stand up, 
I would get annoyed that I felt they were judging me every joke. And there were comedians who seemed to have money in the bank with the audience because of persona. Well, and it's, that, it's that thing as well where you go, you're, you, you have zero charm. But incredible charisma. Yeah. And I think those two things get conflated. And I think it's it's easy to sort of think like if you watch people and they work on charm on stage, I often watch them and kind of I used to kind of be a bit baffled and annoyed by it and go, well, how is that? There's just nothing. There's like there's like four stories in 20 minutes. This, yeah. Uh, uh, well, but, do, but, but they love them. They just want to spend time with them. And for me, it's very it's more contractual. Can you differentiate between charm and charisma? Because what what is the What do you I'd say think that, is that, the probably the best analogy would be uh, Trump and Obama. So. Obama is incredibly charming. He's yeah. head to the side. If you look at the cadence of his speech and the way he rolls, it's it's incredible. It's it's I come to you. Right. Trump is you come to me. It's yeah. it's a much more solid stance. And uh, I suppose Angelina Jolie would be incredibly charismatic. She's on a pedestal. And Jennifer Aniston would be incredibly charming. That's Everyone wants to be a friend. And you go, well, they both get to fuck Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not that one's better than the other. Right. It's that thing that you go, one is, it, knowing what you are seems incredibly important in the world. It's something that I think we kind of lost a little bit of like knowing what you are and what you what your strong suit is. Right. So you go, you're not going to get love, but you've got an incredible charisma. Like your, your voice, your whole thing, you feel like a fully formed sitcom character. It's just everything, everything with your attitude. Like when you, when you rant, it's so funny. Oh, I thought you Goldman meant the general sense. No, I just no, realized no, you were no, no, you're, you're, you're yeah. Goldie specifically. Your, your thing you. of like it's when you rant on stuff. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's so kind charismatic. of charismatic. It's incredibly charismatic. I appreciate that. It yeah. it it feels like desperate floundering. That's <laughs> part of the charisma. And, and, but that's a truth. An that's unending it. airplane crash <laughs> is how it feels. <laughs> but I but I think Jimmy's right that people respond because it feels it feels very authentic in you, which you know. But I, I mean, that's something that gets learned over years and years like when i started doing stand-up i i honestly would like you i would went up and i wore a suit like i didn't know what to do so i would just tell uh i would write like leno jokes and be like you read about this i mean it literally just would yeah. copy that and but then but everyone does that i mean i think that thing about the reason the johnny jokes thing is so great but that's the building block yeah you go, that's going to the gym and go okay so the how do jokes work and how i'm, I'm working on a thing at the moment like trying to codify jokes because it's right, music has a language. Comedy's very new. Yeah. Like yeah. As, a, as an art form, like if you look at what America's given the world, right? So it's the the, the Western, jazz music, and stand-up comedy. Right. Of like the, the oh. art forms that it's given the world. And wow. you go, comedy's really new. Yeah. I mean, Pryor and Carlin are John the Baptist. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's like the, right. Jesus hasn't got here yet. It's it's It feels like it's quite a new thing, and it's not quite codified in the way that music is. Yeah. Right. So when people are great joke writers, there's a lot of magical thinking with how do you write jokes. There's a lot of, wow, he's just a really funny guy. And that guy right. just says funny things. You go, well, no, there's a structure to that. There's, there's, it's not, I mean, maybe he's doing it un with unconscious competence. Right. But he, he, we know what we're doing. If you watch a great Chappelle special, you can see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, with music, often you are copying other styles of music that you like. And then the more you do it, that will seep into your own style and become your own style. So it, there yeah. is a translatable relationship. But everything's like everyone's standing on the shoulders of giants. You go, and, and, and sometimes someone comes along and they do something genuinely new. I mean, I always think the great innovators in comedy are joke-to-joke -joke comics. Who, like, we seem very arcane, but like in terms of structure and things, that's like it changes it up because the frequency is, yeah. you know, changes. Oh, well, your frequency is insane. And, uh, yeah. and that's something, having watched 
many of your specials. It, it was that by design early. Did you because I don't think we, you get to pick really. Who you are. I think it picks you. Okay. I think it's a weird you, thing where like. When I was coming up, it was it's weird. It like wouldn't be people that would be, I think, regarded as the golden greats, but the people that were huge in the UK in the eighties when I was watching comedy would be people like Emo Phillips yep. and Rita Rudner. Rita yeah. Rudner was like a big deal. She used to come over and do a show called Friday Night Live. And it was kind of it was like you were seeing these people and it was like a perfectly formed five minutes of comedy. Like yes. wow. perfect five minutes. Yep. Like that thing of like almost like a tonight show set. Yeah. And I loved that the the, the sparsity. It's also, I think it, it's born of insecurity, although no one will ever buy the fact I'm insecure because look at me. <laughs> but that thing it. of like, you go, you, you, you don't want to waste anyone's time on stage. Right. Why, why am I telling you a story about well, that's what respect. happened to my uncle? You know, maybe I earn that a little bit now. I will tell maybe a slightly longer story. So that differentiation between stand up and jokes. Right. Mm. It's like, I'm, I'm not great. I'm all right at stand up. I'm getting better at it. But, but, but jokes I'm good at. Jokes, I, I I can do jokes. Well, but, I I was wondering as I was watching your your specials, and what really impresses me is like the physical feat of the memory and the r- lightning fast like synapse firing. And it's like, as you're up there, are you conscious of okay, here's what's next? Like, are you playing a chess game eight moves ahead, or are you just confident? Because I would just go. Three minutes in, I'm going to blank and be like, uh, what's next, guys? Uh, but And you're going into the crowd. And like, what's going on in your head as you're doing this? I think it's quite a lot of it is you're conducting. You're, you're, I, I, I hope this isn't boring, but the, no. the, it's that thing of like you're being in an audience is performative. You're, you're, I'm very aware of what the audience are doing. So they're, they're performing as well. Like, you know the thing when you go and see a rock and roll show is the most obvious example. And the, the guy on stage says, how you doing? And everyone goes, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't happen in Starbucks. No. Right. The guy says, hey, how are you doing this morning? Yeah! <laughs> incredible. Psychotic. There's a, you laugh so much more when you're in a, a group, right? So mm-hmm. the, the, I think it's 30 times more. Wow. When, when you watch it on a screen, you watch this, my special on an iPhone on the way to, oh, okay, okay, he does that. It's funny. Yeah, it's a good joke. Right. Works. Yeah. But then when you're in a crowd with other people, you're showing them that you're, it's, yes, a, it's a tribal thing. We're sort of connected and you're, you're in this little tribe for the evening. So a lot of it is, is conducting. It's quite a physical thing doing stand-up, I think. And you're kind of, you're, you're anchoring stuff with your hand movements and your facial movements. The eyes as well. I do a lot of timing with eyes. So you're, 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 you're flitting around the room, but you're also kind of timing the beats. So you're looking wow. at specific people. You're yeah. not just looking at... I try and hit 92 beats a minute. Is, is wow. what I try and hit. That's what I think. That's the that for me is for spoken word the the the, the right. And it doesn't matter how fast you're speaking. Uh, Obama speaks at ninety two beats a minute, but it's not like wow. So it's like you're trying to hit that that Holy beat. So I'll often shit. listen to a playlist of ninety two beats a minute to to get really. And, the, and I've just noticed if you go fast, if you go slower, you 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 don't get the applause breaks. You'll get the laughs. You won't get the applause breaks. It's it allows people to breathe. It allows people to kind of take in what's going on. Wow. What is your natural uh, tempo? It's about that. Yeah, it's, wow. it's not not far off. Wow. Um, That's lucky. amazing. Now this this may tie into this because something I read about you was that you once uh, studied uh, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah, I studied and, all that stuff. Like it's cheap way of that. doing therapy early on in life. You're doing therapy now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah, I got beat up yesterday, boy. Wow, my well, guy, what, my guy what, what came happened? at me hard. Really? No, he was just like. He was, after I said something, he's like, you know, I'm starting to understand how your wife feels. And I'm like, oh, oh that's a low blow, <laughs> Dr. Elman. I thought we were friends. I thought I was paying you. Uh, but so I had to kind of pick myself up. I think it's, he, it's, I've got a he, weird relationship with therapy where I like, I like the idea of it. 
and then I, I, I'm very much like, well, what do we, what do we, you know, you hear about someone that's been in therapy 30 years and you go, yeah. the fuck are you doing? Just fix it and go. <laughs> so I like the thing of like, I like CBT and I like cognitive behavioral therapy. Right. Because I think somehow just looking at those thought patterns, because I think a lot of the depression and anxiety around comedy, and most comics have got some level of the anxiety disorder. And you go, yeah, because your mind is just like, certainly you two guys, your minds are whirring the whole time, yeah. thinking of the next line. Right. And you go, well, there's a flip side to that. There's a dark side. When you wake up at four in the morning and you don't have a script to write, yeah. your mind is still whirring. So the, the, all the creativity, everything that dick jokes have brought you has also brought you <laughs> a level of anxiety. And yes. kind of making peace with that and having a gratitude for that is kind of the cure for and, me. And so you were able to do that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, you know, I, I still have, you know, a fair degree of anxiety, but it's, uh, it's kind of manageable. And you also go, take the rough with the smooth. You go, well, I'm not looking for a different way of being. Right. I, I, that thing of like the, the cognitive behavioral stuff is often about like thought patterns. If you Google it, like you don't need to go and see a therapist, Google it and read the thought patterns. And you go, oh yeah, there's magical thinking. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm magical thinking. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm catastrophizing. And oh, our, I'm. And our brains are just so trained to go down the same yeah, road. But once holes. you see it, you kind of go, oh. But you also said wow. that you're not trying to change basically yourself, right? You're saying it's well, like not, an acceptance. Yeah, I think there's an acceptance of like, I think there's a, there's a weird perception of like, uh, like arriving somewhere. There's yeah. a thing in our culture of like, when I get this, I'll be happy. It's, I suppose right. it's that thing of like the pursuit of happiness is, is the wrong. It's, the happiness of the pursuit. Oh, I really wow. enjoy being That's a stand-up deep. comic. I really enjoy deep. the process. It's like, I'm sure you guys could care less about an episode of Family Guy, but the writing of it and the process and the doing it and the fun and the and being in the, Creation. and when you look back at your stand-up careers or whatever, the, the being in the trenches and talking about that shitty club with a thing behind a hot dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the fun of it. The fun right. is do, doing it. Oh, did you have experiences like, because you clearly you've listened to our show and I want to get into how you yeah, even came across it. Listening to our it. show was his experience, his shitty experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I see where you're going with that. But when you were, just starting out in stand-up, did you have similar kind of nightmarish London-based experiences? Yeah, there was some, there was some kind of you know tough gigs and tough corporates along the way, and yeah, but not not many in terms of going. I think I was very lucky in that I came into a graveyard, yes, uh, right. comedy-wise. There was not much going on. It wasn't a huge. It's like it's a legitimate career choice now that you could be a stand-up comic, right? Which is great, but it feels like there was nothing going on in the UK, and then suddenly there was a boom. Yeah. And I don't quite know where it came from. I think I just got, I think that thing of like, I mean, gratitude is sort of the most important thing, but you go, the era that I grew up in was sort of brilliant because we'd, we'd had a little bit of stand-up comedy. You'd, you'd have seen like a Robin Williams or a, a Steve Martin or an Eddie Murphy right. on a, on a it would have been a VHS tape. Yeah. But you wouldn't have, it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't a cultural thing. And now it feels like stand-up is uh, a medium where uh, people are so, I don't know what it, what it is, I think stand-up lives in the in the in the discourse between public and private speech. Ooh, so you go, so you go, you've got what how people speak on the news and politicians right. speak, total bullshit. Right. And how comedians speak, and you go, well, that how how people speak in private, and that's you know, a very different thing. Right. And then comics are sort of mediating that and kind of the canary in the mind. Right. It really feels like it's like people people are loving podcasts because it's it's long form and it's people being straight people just being honest yeah 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 we can't avoid it here well so let's since we're at the podcast topic how the hell did you even hear about our podcast you haven't seen our numbers so it's shocking that you would have <laughs> yeah we're like it. netflix will never release those <laughs> yeah, numbers. yeah i know it's huge well no me and the other three listeners are, <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 a it's a great little show i i i travel a lot and i'm obsessed by 
I'm, I'm quite dyslexic, so I, I tend not to read. I listen to a lot of things. Right. And I've got a, 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 so I listen to lots and lots of audiobooks. And then I like that thing of like taking a break and listening to, to funny stuff. So normally I'll listen to quite serious uh, things because right. it's kind of where are you going to get ideas from? It's not going to be, it's, it's a hat on a hat comedy yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. comedy's totally. like a treat. So I was traveling, I think it was in Canada on tour. And I, I, I was kind of going through like comedy podcasts and I saw, um, I think I saw your name. Your name came up on something and I'd seen you on Twitter years ago. Right. Uh, and was aware of you guys as writers. I've kind of, I'm aware of like, I'll often kind of look and see what people have written on and, you know, right. you, know you guys have got a great reputation. Great yeah, gag well, writers. It's oh, like, he, he nice. has a great reputation. Oh, <laughs> he he <laughs> talks himself down. Actually, that was my <laughs> idea for the podcast. That was my, my uh, throwing in ideas for the, your podcast. Yeah. The top five. I, I tell you what I'd love as a top five yes. from you guys. Yes. Top five jokes that never made it. Jokes that never made a script, that you loved, that oh. you adored, that never made the script. I'll tell you, you one right now. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you one right now that I've been trying to get on a show or something since I started. And the idea is called the all-terrain dessert cart. <laughs> and it's just that someone had invented like a dessert cart with knobby tires and shocks and they're bringing it out into the woods and I don't know like why you need it I don't know who wants it but I wanted to build one when I was in late night and I've just it's... there's a there's a restaurant in London called Oslo Court yeah and they built it's a it's a, a nice building it's like you know 300 apartments and it's just for nice um, uh, widows to live in. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got a restaurant in the basement, and the the restaurant there has not. They opened it in 1973, and they have changed nothing oh, since. I love wow. that. And I they love have that. the dessert trolley, and it's yeah. like it's almost like a theme restaurant now. It's like, oh, is this like a 1970s thing? Yeah. But no, it's not. It we'll just didn't change anything. Yeah. But the but the and the guy doing the, oh profita rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I see you have room for a little bit more. That's incredibly. Camp German guy. <laughs> oh, maybe some cheesecake for you. <laughs> but the dessert trolley is like, it's lost in time. Yeah. Yes, it has been. Uh, well, also, Goldie, I don't know. Did your warm cuts joke ever make air? Because I, I love know. that. I... Goldie. Is that cold cuts? Yeah. It was, warm his, cuts. his billion, billion dollar idea. Warm cuts. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I don't know what much. they are. <laughs> so, and you kind of talked about not, it was sort of a desert of comedy I when think, you well I, I came I was very lucky I, I sort of I started out I was working for I went to you know university or whatever got slightly overeducated, and and then kind of came out and I, I think I read a thing recently I think it's only eight years ago they did the research the, your frontal lobe doesn't finish forming till you're 25 okay like you're not finished you're not like fully developed I think it's different I think it's maybe 23 for women 25 for men uh, but your frontal lobe finishes I, I really felt that like at 25 I kind of went the fuck am I doing? Yeah, like all of a sudden. I'm working for Shell Oil? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I doing? Were you? Yeah, I was working for Shell Oil in marketing in London. Whoa. And going, the, what? what? Wow. I mean, listen, uh, it's, it's, and that used to be a, you know, how the world changes. Shell weren't the bad guys at the time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Fucking petrol, great. Everyone's getting paid. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And then left and joined, it was like joining the circus. I kind of went, I did a couple of stand up gigs, maybe three stand up gigs. I was watching, I thought, you know that the the reverse way you get into stand up of like I remember seeing Eddie Izzard at the Cambridge Corn Exchange. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, in his pomp, he was unbelievably funny. Right. And then I saw I went to the Comedy Store in London, which is not the same as the one here, but it's, it's pretty good. I saw three comics, two of them great, one of them was kind of okay. Right. And then and then went to then you, you go to that a couple of times, and then you go to the clubs like above a pub somewhere, and someone's doing an open mic, and you know, well, I couldn't. 
I couldn't do Eddie did. I couldn't do the comedy store thing. I can do better than these guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and, yes. then, and then your career is the reverse of that, where you go, you start in those clubs, and then you get the comedy store, and then you're playing those venues. Right. And you, you kind of, um, it's it always seems like it's it's only kind of baby steps. So you're kind of writing things, and you try it. And I don't know. I I really I got lucky as well. I met really nice people early on in comedy, and. Yeah, it's like having those, you can't beat your environment. There's other people right. around you. And then no one had a work ethic. Right, right. But you did. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I did 300 shows, theater shows this year. I'm like obsessed. Oh, by but did you know right away, like you got on the first time and you did it and you got down and you just said, my life has changed? Or did you just kind of go, well, that wasn't so bad. I could do that again. I think it was like, I, I think it was more that being a writer first felt like, I remember my ma- I always remind my, my manager I'm still with uh, once you first time, went, nah, I think you might be more of a writer. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that thing of like going, that no, used I kind to of be insulting. Be up there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, that used to be like, fuck you, I'm not yeah. a writer. Yeah. But you go, but isn't that the gig? I mean, it's like the thing of what's changed in rock and roll. Like rock and roll was about singers and then yeah. it became about singer-songwriters. You know, that right. kind of thing, Bob Dylan. I think, right. I think comedy changed in that way in, you know, probably the 50s. Um, that, that, uh, what's that, who's that guy, Cliff, um, who wrote The Comedians, that book. But that thing of like going, it's kind of singer-songwriters now. It's like your, your voice. Right. So I read about you that, and you just kind of talked about it. You, you, your brain fully formed at 25 and you found yourself working at Shell Oil. Hmm. And from what I read, it said you suffered from depression perhaps over this at the time. I think like, it's literally that simplistic of like, I was quite I wasn't depressed. I was sad, and I think yeah. there's a there's again there's a conflation in our society about people think they're depressed, but they're sad. Yeah. If you're sad, you're lucky. It's circumstantial. Well, I would. I and would... if it's circumstantial, like if you've got a serotonin imbalance, if you've got a mental health problem, right. and you're listening to this, like depression gets bandied around by people, like it's like, oh, I'm depressed. No, you're not. You're sad. You're, you're sad. sad. You've made bad decisions in your life. Shit. Right. That's, that's sad. Yes. But being sad, there's more of a there's more stigma, but there's more you can do about it. Right. You've got agency if you're sad. You, okay, yeah. we'll change it. I would s- submit, though, being sad and or depressed about your situation, is that just being British? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> is there just kind of an element of that where it's like, yeah, we're kind of all sad. We we listen to Pink Floyd, and now we've segued into Radiohead. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we're sad. It's, the it's same raining. Band, isn't it? It's the same band. <laughs> they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Very similar. I love them both, though. Um but so you, you you wake up to this. Did you have any inkling before that of like, hey, I'm I not, like not comedy, really, but... even in like high school musicals or junior nothing, high nothing plays really, or nothing. I, I always think like if you meet a stand up comedian on a plane or whatever, if you if you ha- if you pass one in the street, ask them which one of their parents was sick. <laughs> right, oh, wow. one of their parents was sick, either physically or mentally. Yeah. My mother was depressed, and I was the thermostat of uh, vibes in the house. So yeah. I'm 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 very good at changing states in a room. I can c- come in and pick up Liven the mood. things up, and that's the the skill that you learn from whatever the the terrible childhood trauma that you had. And both of you, I feel sorry, but it was clearly <laughs> awful. Yeah, I, I feel Goldie, yours more so. But somehow it's given you this facility to 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 make things funny and to make it okay. This this. Uh, uh, so there was always like growing up was my mother was very funny, but also very depressed. Yeah. And that thing of, so you get into that role and somehow it becomes, uh, it's a, it's a personality disorder that you can do for a job being a stand-up. Right. Isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it is. Like a massive personality flaw that you can, you can yeah, yeah, grow corn with. Somehow you can become cool with this huge defect. Um, 
Now, but as for your onstage persona, and let's call it that, is that just you and who you are? Or did you make a decision early on, like, I'm going to hit my mark and I'm just going to fucking nail you guys with jokes? I, I think it was that thing of, yeah, I saw a guy, there's a guy called um, John Maloney, as opposed to John Maloney. John <laughs> wow. Maloney, who's a British comic. And he did a thing at the comedy store and he just went, he got up and he went, I'm going to do 10 jokes. And he told 10 pretty good jokes, like bang, 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 bang. But seeing that and going, I'd love to do an hour of that. Yeah. Like all killer, no filler. Just don't fuck around. And everything's got to earn its place. Everything's got to get a laugh. Right. And then it's that thing of like, you go, well, that, t- that takes a long time to do. It's a lot yeah. of writing. Yeah. But it's building with Lego bricks. So you're not, you're not looking for, it's not like being Michelangelo, you know, chipping away everything that's not right. the horse in the right. marble. Whatever. Oh, yeah. That analogy of, you know, creating something Sculptor. in a right. the whole of a piece. Right. Well, what, when Alec, when you referred to persona, something I'm curious about is, so when you do these sort of like hot button topics or hot button jokes, but you seem like very comfortable in person, you're very confident. Like I was at a party last night and I said something and I didn't think I, w- I wasn't trying to get a rise out of people. I was just like being honest. Like, well, what, what did you say? Well, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it came up. My daughter was in the, uh, my wife said, I met this person through my daughter, through a parenting thing. And um, he wrote the um, Tom Hanks movie about, Mr. Rogers. And I just like very casually just said, oh, I hate Mr. Rogers. And, and, and everyone's like, what? And I was like, oh, I hate, I mean, I just always found him so boring and creepy. And I was a Sesame Street guy. And I mean, you could just see like people's faces getting longer and longer. And they're like, you can't hate Mr. Rogers. I'm like, He's like super boy. He tr- he talked to you like you're a fucking idiot, and he's he was- talking to me like I'm a five year old. Well, that is kind of his job, uh, right? But I this guy's so patronizing. I just like, but I didn't think I wasn't trying to. I was just saying. But I'm wondering, do you have that? Like when you're saying these opinions, do you, you seem to believe them, and you and you seem to be right? But are you doing it? To get a rise out of people, or are you doing it because you're just like I'm the only one who's like not insane here? Which I believe that about Mr. Rogers, even though clearly I'm getting the reaction. Well, I get yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that thing about going the controversial topics and being drawn to that, I think, is there's a sense of divilment in it and going, but it has to earn its place. Yeah. I, was, I actually was with Jesse Joyce last night, and it came to see my show, and we we're chatting about like like super edgy jokes. Like if it gets the reaction before it gets the laugh. It's it's the the order is very important. Like it yes. has to be the laugh and then the sharp intake of breath. It's like yes. almost jokes at their best, a sort of cognitive dissonance where you believe two things at the same time. You go, right. that is fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, yes. But your conscience kind of should always be late to the party. Your conscience <laughs> should always be second because you you're laughing and then you go, oh, I shouldn't. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you should laugh first. Yes. And if the, you get it the other way around, it's very easy to just do shock. Yes. Okay. And, and and just and to hit the topics that you go, well, I know that that's a controversial topic. Right. And, and it's a live wire, and it will get a reaction. But there's no joke there. Yes. There's nothing. You just brought it up. That's such a great... It's so lazy. Such a great point. And I feel like we've seen many people do that on stage. We've seen people get famous for it over the years. And it's very frustrating. Um, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Something else, though, about the controversial topics. I feel like there have been a few along the way in oh, your yeah. specials 
where people have demanded that you apologize and said, you know, people have come out and said condemned it and, mm-hmm. and Jimmy yeah. Carr has done wrong. <laughs> but you you never do. And I respect that yeah. so much. But and I'm saying, that... where do you get where do you get the balls to like <laughs> say to the Holocaust uh, people like, well, I'm not apologizing, you know, like. What, <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, I think it's that thing where you go, I got a call. Uh, last time I got canceled, I got a call from. <laughs> <laughs> I got I've been canceled a bunch of times. But it's like this cancelled and cancelled. Like you, yeah. we're using it in the in the you got you got uh, you got told off. Right. Some I t- uh, let's right size it. I told a joke and some people didn't like it. Right. Yeah. That's what happened. Yes. Yeah. So you go. You know, there's real there's sick children out there. If you're right. interested, there's, Ooh, you there's, turned there's, it on them. Yeah. There's, there's important like stuff going on. But you yeah. go, you tell a joke. Some people don't like it. Fine. It's not a big deal. I got a call from um, Louis C.K. is a, a good friend of mine. And yeah, he's so funny. He, he called me and he went. He went. Uh, I went. Oh man, this could be. This is this is this is bad. He went. He went. You've only got to answer one question. Who's Jimmy Carr? <laughs> right. And I went. Oh, you know, wow. I don't know. I'm an edgy stand-up comic. And he went. Okay. Yeah. So what? So what do you want to do? Would you have told a different joke? Do you stand by the joke? Was it funny? Did the yeah. audience like? Yeah. Okay. Well then, just tell the joke. It's fine. And that thing of like apologizing for a joke. There's a bit in the new special about you can't go around apologizing for jokes. Right. Because. It's a joke. Yes. So I have a plan for the next time I get canceled over a joke. I'm going to come out on the day of the cancellation. I'm going to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) And the people that are offended by the joke will say, you don't really mean that apology. (laughs) And I'll say, so you're saying I can say something and not mean it. Uh, now you're getting it. Oh my god! Wow. Genius. Yes. They walked right into that trap. Yes. Well, it's I that did. it's that nice thing of like going. I, I think if you if you come and see me live at this stage, really, you know, buyer beware. There's right. going to be some stuff. But I like to think I'm right. an equal opportunities offender. And <laughs> the conflation between jokes and opinions. When you get cancelled over a joke, someone prints it in the paper, and there's a reason jokes don't work written down. It's like it's a yeah. it's mm. a spoken medium, right? Yes. It's like no one reads sheet music. Yeah, right. no one. No one. You yeah. can say I like Radiohead. There's no one going. Oh, I bought the, I bought the book of sheet music of Radiohead. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. really good. B flat no minor. One, no one does. Yeah. Stand up's the same. You listen to it. You. you it's performed. And that's so important. You. You don't read the thing. So when you read it in the paper, I mean, even I will look back at. Sometimes when I get cancelled, you read it in the paper and go, "Fucking hell." <laughs> <laughs> but I told that in a theatre at ten in the evening to yes. people that had just heard ninety minutes of comedy right. at the end of a sequence. Yeah. And you shouted it through someone's letterbox at 9 a.m. Yes. And yeah. was, it's always on Twitter as well. They go, this joke's terrible. Yeah. Which joke? The one I just reposted. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Right. I know. Out of context. If well, you're so offended, don't retell it. I know. The, the apologizing, <laughs> right. I'm struggling to think of a time when it's worked. But the yeah. only thing that has worked is what you described, which is where you just go, I'm just going to wait it out and they'll be mad about something else in two days <laughs> yeah. and then everyone will come. But it's like when Drew Barrymore was like stumbling over herself to like, well, who, I, I brought in these. Who said, Bre- Neil Brennan said it. Neil Brennan yeah. said this thing of like uh, when someone got canceled, I think he said, he said, give it, give it a month. If anyone gives a fuck in a month, I'll make a statement. Yeah. yeah. But the world moves on. It's, yes. inc- it's incredible how, Don't and there's, a, there's moments in time where, yeah, I'm just trying to think of the last example of like when Will Smith hits Chris Rock at the Oscars. Yeah. And you go, no one, is, this is the story. For the rest of our lives, there won't be another story. This is it, guys. Yes. This is the news now. Yeah. This is the only thing. I can't imagine anything else is going to happen. Yep, yep, yeah. And then so a year later, other, I don't know. Other things have happened in that time. Um, I guess that you're kind of talking about it right now, but like, what, what do you make of this this moment that 
it feels longer than a moment, sadly, of this time that we're living through right now. It feels like to me, how, how do you that, mean? In, that, like in that, that, respect? that there's been sort of a regression in terms of like uh, what you can and can't say, according I, to. People. I don't know. I mean, there's that, there's that new book outrage, which is which seems pretty good. I think what is was ever thus. I mean, guys, guys couldn't use. You couldn't joke about pregnant women. You couldn't joke about, uh, you couldn't swear on TV. You know, go back to 1970. George Carlin is still someone that, his material still works, right? Yeah. And comedy rots, really. It doesn't last. No. Uh, and George Carlin's still fucking funny. Those bits still work. The seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah. You couldn't say those words on TV. You couldn't reference certain things. There's more freedom now than there's ever been. And you go, oh, you can't say things these days. I, I don't know. I was at the world last night. I said a I lot. I say you can. <laughs> but, the, but the perception of, you know, the, so the, the hair suit, ah, you can't say anything. You can. Yeah. But also it's like freedom of um, speech, and which I think is the most important thing, is not freedom of consequence. People can be right. upset. Yes. That, that's great. They just can't say that I can't do it. Right. Yeah, that's so all right. Well said. I agree. Very well said to someone who's thought a lot about this, clearly. But, but I mean, you guys find that on the show. Like, what can't you say well, on the I show? Well, I don't it, live We've in been grandfathered in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, you can just stop looking at your phone and it goes away. <laughs> right. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's a consequence of being addicted to your phone to think that this is a real... Yes. And present danger, whereas if you just don't look at your phone, you go, I don't know, the sun's out, the clouds are out, I'm it, it feels walking like, around. It feels yeah. like that thing of like, you know, that, that idea that the the idea that what the what the papers think, what the news thinks, what Twitter or X think, and then what the general public think is like, they're three totally different things. Yeah. yeah. And the papers would love you to believe it's all the same. Yes. Right. Do you notice a difference between uh, England and America in the way that they take in perhaps controversial topics standing ovations in america people love getting up at the end of a show and i i, I thoroughly applaud like it's great That's because awesome. you're leaving anyway yeah right? <laughs> Just, you're, you're on your way yeah. you're either you're either going to applaud sitting down <laughs> and wait for the lights to come up and then get up you get up now and give me the benefit yeah but in america they do but in the uk I could be the risen Christ. <laughs> I could eviscerate for two and hours. They won't do it. No, there's like, nah. What's that about? I don't know. Is it not <laughs> polite, know. maybe? It's no, no, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's a, uh, I, I don't know. What hmm. about the cancellation part in, in England or in Great Britain? Is it, um, is it just as sensitive over there? Yeah, I think it's a sensitive, but I think it's like, that's, that's pretty universal kind of around the world of like, you'll, you'll, you know, you can find that people, you know, might be offended by something. And it's always the thing that affects them. Right. Um, so it's like the, if you, I mean, it's it's hard, it's hard really in in my in my any of my specials where you always get cancelled after you played it to I don't know what the last one was like a, a million people might see it on tour right. and then it comes out on Netflix and six weeks later someone goes hang on you can't say that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I just did hang on people really liked it Do people laughed a lot a preferred audience in all your travels is there one particular country that you think like oh this audience is just above and beyond. I don't know. I think that thing about when you travel, it's often when it's the 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 people that are indigenous to that place. That so it's that thing of like when you go to if you go to Iceland, if you go to Japan, if you go to India, if you go to um Australia, when when local people come and see you, when it's not like, oh, a bunch of British people came. Mm -hmm. That's like it's so it's uh for me it's like this the smaller towns tend to be better. Like oh, LA sure. LA last night was was really fun, but San Diego was probably more fun the night before. Yeah. Like so, okay. New York's great, but if you play New Jersey and a thousand people come out, it's like it yeah, feels right. like you're the only game in town. So there, there is a, there's a little bit of that. Like there's certain towns where you just go, you could play Radio City Musical and like 
anyone there had 15 other great options. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just too much going on. This town's, there's too much. Right. LA's tough to get people out, right? Seems totally. Oh, yeah. Yes. Totally. Well, yeah. I we, mean, even we've never been in person before with yeah, a guest. To do this. Like, yeah. To do we a can't even leave our to house get us to do here. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took we, you to do it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> never forgive you for sorry. <laughs> making me You guys here. have met, though, right? <laughs> I mean, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. How come you guys stopped doing stand-up? Because for me... Didn't have to anymore. Didn't have to. Yeah. I think it's a get to do. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. We, we Well, we had different experiences doing stand-up. I, I was the stand-up to which Goldie was referring, notepad, you know, uh, I'm, I'm cooler than you attitude. And so I just didn't have, I didn't have much of a persona. I didn't have the right persona. I didn't have the right energy. I didn't have the right work ethic. I, all those things match with me being a writer who doesn't have to go up on stage. Right. Yeah. So... I, I got a little further than you did. He did. And, he did it longer. And yeah, I just realized 15 years in, the audience has spoken <laughs> and they enjoy what I have to say, but they don't want to have to look at me. Like <laughs> I went on Kimmel what? and I did. Oh, they don't want to have to. God. Yeah. His opinion of himself. I know. Yeah. yeah. I just. No, I they don't want. It's fine. I'm not <laughs> like, I, I, I get it, but it's, I you know. I sort of don't, I don't think you know how you're perceived. Agreed. I don't think you you have any idea. He doesn't late. hear me. I compliment him all the time. And I but it's like, it. but it's, well, I don't think thing. you can see it. I don't think it's going to change, I, but it's, I and it's hilarious. I was going to specialists for one of my kids and there, there was, you know, spectrum issue. And then I, like, I realized, oh, in, in trying to get a diagnosis for her, it's like, Oh, I think I'm kind of autistic, but it's like too late. It's just, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. You know, like I think I just can't absorb certain things. And so anyway, I did Kimmel. I did like pretty well. And, um, but then even on the way out of leaving Kimmel, the audience didn't appear to recognize me. And I had just been on the show. And I thought to myself, I am lacking in something that is required to be a successful stand up comedian. And that, I just foresaw that it would be more and more frustration for me. And I, you know, like I could do well, but it, it felt like everyone was passing me. Everyone was doing yeah, better. Like, partly the problem with stand-up is the, is you know, that kind of comparison is the thief of joy. You, it's so clear how everyone is doing. Yeah. And that weird status game. Yeah. Yes. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you ever get past that. I read a great book last year that uh, Will Stoll wrote this book called The Status Game about how like it's, it's just an underlying sort of force in our lives. Yes. You know that thing of like when you go into a coffee shop and you order a coffee and someone comes in after you and they order a coffee and they get served before you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you don't know any of these so people pissed. and you're never going to see them again in your life. Right. And you're livid, <laughs> incandescent yes. with rage. Yes. The fuck am I, what the fucking, where's my fucking coffee? It doesn't make any sense at all. But there's something in that, like we're constantly playing these little status games. Yes. And, and in stand-up, it's like that thing of like, Who's, how's everyone doing? What's yeah. the thing? Like, you can't kind of, in, sometimes it's, I sort of view it as, I'm quite strict with this on friendships in, in stand-up. If someone is successful, if they have a, get a big show, Netflix special, whatever, if their success isn't your success, they're not your friend. Right. That's yeah. like a frenemy and you need to maybe yeah. just pull back from that person if there's a, if there's a, a, a well, jealousy. That's, that's, that's so well said. And I was going to ask about that too. Like, so you're at the, you know, the very top of the mountain, certainly. No, of, I, mean, certainly I, I start off, I did my first Edinburgh. So Edinburgh is this big yeah. comedy yeah. festival. You go for a month and you do a thing. So my first Edinburgh was with uh, 
I did it with three friends. We like put on a show together. We all started around the same time. Right. And my friends were, uh, it was Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant. Oh my God. And, uh, and a guy called Robin Ince. And uh, I think Ricky and Steve are, uh, it, great to start with guys like that because right. you go, oh, you wrote The Office. Right. Oh, and like, I remember them writing The Office. I remember like, I grew up in Slough where The Office is set. Oh, and I remember so like, great. I remember driving Ricky and Steve around with a camcorder so they could get like op- the opening shots like of like, oh, oh where's the shitty place going to be? And telling them about, oh, the club used to be called Henry's. It was a Henry VIII themed nightclub. Right. And they went, oh, well, fucking put that in, Jim. That's fucking hilarious. Oh. But that weird thing of like going, when you've got friends that are that successful early on, mm-hmm. like he was lauded as like, it was within like two years of starting stand-up. Yeah. The guy that I'd, kind of, I'd started with was like, oh, this is as good as Faulty Towers. This is a right. phenomenal. You kind of go, oh, fuck it, all right. Well, I won't be the most successful then. Fine. It, it's quite good, I think, to have that as a, you know, we're all, everyone's got an ego. Everyone's kind of trying to, yeah. every stand-up is trying to be on the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy. And you go, well, just enjoy your life as well. Because... No, there's no legacy. No one gives a fuck. Well, I don't know. I mean, you would know better, but I would say that you're in that league. You're in step with like a Ricky Gervais and a Stephen Merchant. I, I know, granted, The Office is what it is. It's fucking amazing. It's, I think, the greatest comedy show ever. But in terms of stand up, like I've, I've watched all, you know, many of Ricky Gervais' specials. I've watched many of your specials. And I feel like, you know, it's like great apples and great apples. You know, it's not something where I'm like, oh, well, Ricky Gervais is this Mount Rushmore character, but here's Jimmy Carr and I like him too. It's like, I, I watch you out there and the way you just almost like you're, you're, you're like, you wear this suit like you're a beetle. You have this look <laughs> like you're, uh, you know, a news presenter. And then you get out there and you just absolutely rock with joke after joke after joke after joke, which is different from what those other guys do. It's yeah, different. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's maybe... But it's, you are, but it's quite old-fashioned, isn't it? It's like, it is kind of, it's a bit more Bob Hope. It's like goes to another... Yeah, yeah. Like jokes it's, are it's, slightly yeah. edgier. It, but yeah, but, it's a, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a different era, isn't it? Because yeah. it's very, it's yeah. that thing of, uh, I don't know. I, I, Was I there mean, ever a time where you've thought, I don't want to wear a suit anymore. I want to wear jeans and I want to be like looser. Did that, has that not even occurred? No, and, and, and never more so than today. I feel, <laughs> I feel I've made all the right He's choices. Uh, it, you look, you got, know, everyone, know. everyone in, in North America is dressed like a fucking toddler. It's, uh, you're, you're a disgrace. Put a fucking tie on. You're a grown I know, man. I know. May, well, I mean, way. maybe the self-loathing would go <laughs> if you weren't wearing, if you weren't wearing Crocs. We should. <laughs> we should come to work in ties. It would be great. When you Honestly, talk about finding was... yourself on stage, when you got on, when I first stepped into Crocs, I was like, "I'm me." Yeah, yeah. You found this yourself. is it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it. The the uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a it's a very fun it's a fun gig. I'm kind of interested in that thing of like when you stopped, you know, thinking, okay, right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna achieve the thing there, but just the the process of it is. But I was getting good feedback also Stand-up. writing, yeah, and that like you know you talk about oh I'm good at, you know finding a proclivity for writing these jokes like I might not be the best stand-up but I found if people needed material I could generate an idea always and I was always trying different stuff and none of it seemed to land and be the right persona like I could do physical bits I could do jokes I because do... you guys have you've written on you write on this but I mean you've written on the Oscars you've written on like loads of kind Gross of roasts and the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, I mean the roast thing is like I Late find night. that really fascinating because that's always like the behind the curtain of the roast because everyone on those I've only done one I did the uh, Rob Lowe one yeah and did it you was, work on that one I, yeah. like I didn't did. work on that one oh. it was so fun to do that because it yeah. was it's kind of Avengers Assemble 
yeah. where you go, you've got your guys, and it'll be. But I imagine you wrote most of your stuff, or you had a. a yeah, no, no, but no, but a lot of a lot of people uh, pitched ideas. A lot okay. of people pitched yeah. ideas, and yeah. then it was like the okay, so it's that, so it, it, it's something about that. It's going to be about Pete Davidson, but it's going to be that kind of a joke. But it's uh, what's right. the perfect wording? What's the, and then I always think that thing of like it's pairing away. What can you get rid of? What yeah. doesn't need to yeah. be there? Especially for a roast, it's good to have it. Nice and, and lean and just like cutting, just yeah. literally. Yes. I mean, I something, think the, just something the genuinely hurtful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was I, I wouldn't fuck her with B. Arthur's dick. That yeah. was like the ultimate. That was a great roast. Great joke. joke. I remember I, that. Yeah, that Jeff yeah roasts are so fun to watch. What did I, yeah. I did the, what was it? It was Ann Coulter. I had a good. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Said yeah. she was the most, I looked her in the eyes and said, You're the most hatchet faced, <laughs> right wing, bigoted. Cunt alive, but but it doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> you could kill yourself. Oh my god! <laughs> oh that's my a god. Joke. That is great. It just kept getting worse. Yeah. But I uh, love. I mean, I like. There's a certain mentality. I think that you get into this, like whether you were doing that about her, or me, or yourself. Like I love that. You know, yeah. like it makes you feel alive. I know. Yeah. I, I'm suddenly more awake. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, they're really they're really fun to do. I think that thing of like Jeff as well is kind of really, I don't know. They they feel the roasts feel really fun. They really feel like a because it sort of is a it's almost joke writing as it's the closest we'll ever get to sport. We never get to do sport, no. right? We can play, we can play a bit of pickleball or something. Yeah, yeah. sad old maybe. dominoes maybe is the only yeah, yeah, that's my but speed. the but the but the idea of like going you know the roast and roast battle that uh, Brian Moses and Jeff did at the store that felt like I remember one year in Montreal where they did it a tournament. And it wow. was so fun. Like, because yeah. you would kind of get up in the morning and go, oh, who have I got tomorrow? All right, I've got Goldie. All right, okay. Well, what's, what's he sensitive about? Oh, okay. <laughs> Several right. things. Yeah. Well, do you get, you know, one of the other things was I found myself like not as jazzed about watching stand up when I was doing it. Like, I, it, it felt like a magician going to watch magic, but you seem to have this passion for it. I watch everything. Yeah, yeah I watch wow. all the specials, everyone's thing. I'd hate to run into someone who've not seen their, their late special. I'd yeah. hate to, I'd it's feel embarrassed. I think wow. it's that thing of like going as well. Where, where's the, where's the game being played? You sometimes see people that don't, they're not in love with their craft. Right. But I was thinking like, if you meet musicians, you go, what record would you buy? Yeah. Send me a playlist. That's always the thing. And it's always mind-blowingly great. Mm -hmm. I'm right. getting a playlist off a friend of mine who's a musician. And, and I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about like um, glam rock. Yeah. I'm pretty well-versed in music. I, you know, most comics, I think I listen to a lot. And uh, he, said, uh, he said, I'll send you a playlist. He sent me 30 songs I'd never heard before. Wow. Like, and all, everyone fucking incredible. Wow. But I think the thing with stand-ups as well, like if you're into it, like you're, you just get into it. And then you can slightly watch the things that you don't have. Like it's that thing of like yeah. when someone's just incredibly charming on stage and they've got like no material, like nothing, and they're selling out an arena, mm -hmm. and they're charm right. and it's all performance. Yeah, and you go, wow. I mean, if you can't learn something from that, you're a dummy. Uh, it's so oh, true, and it's it's, it's so it's so interesting. And I'm glad you have this attitude towards comedians because I think I've met many comedians who don't watch anyone else and kind of root for everyone else to fail. Uh, and just sort of play it off as like, well, I'm a comic, I'm twisted, I'm dark. But I love, <laughs> I love that you know you're, you're kind a, of it's you're a there bigger to buy, pie, isn't it? It's it's like it's that thing where you go. The best thing to happen to comedy is like, you know, Chappelle now can sell infinite tickets. Remember, yeah. like I did the Bowl show with him last year when when the guy came and tried to get him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was on the I was with that. Uh, oh wow! The but that thing of like going selling out the Hollywood Bowl. I think more comics now could sell arenas than bands in America. I could name more comics that could sell yeah. than bands. Like because yeah. 
Because music now has become, this is a very sad thing, really. Music's become like a scented candle. You right. put on a playlist and it's like, you don't even, like, I'm so embarrassed because I was so into music as a kid. And you, you now you go, oh, what's the record? What's playing? Right. Don't know. Oh, yeah. Don't know who this is. That's true. You'd That's have to true. Shazam it because who cares? Yeah. 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 Which comedy seems like it's a smaller, there's so few. Uh, Brennan gave this speech in Montreal last year. He was uh, talking about um, stand-up comedy and saying, his point was there were 60,000 brain surgeons in the world. How many guys would you trust to do a special? <laughs> How many guys would you watch for an hour? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we might say 100, but 50 is close to the real answer. Uh, was it, was, JC, was it you I was talking to earlier this week and I was saying, you know, when you used to watch a band, or I think maybe it was Alec, or you, you know, I was, I loved the top 40. Oh, Casey Kasem's, yeah. yeah, was yeah, on yeah. our Diallo's yeah. episode. And you would hear, you know, number 18. And and you would go, oh my god, that person's a millionaire. Like they were <laughs> yeah. all millionaires, yeah. but yeah. now, like, if I go to a concert and you see someone on stage, you're like, they're broke. Yeah. Yeah. They well, need the money. It's a weird thing. I was reading about this recently because it's happened in all the industries, right? So there used to be uh, 600 books came out every year, and they all did great, or a thousand books, and yeah. they all did okay, and a novelist did okay. Now there's three novelists that sell infinite records. Yes. We sell as many records now, as many records as were sold in the 70s, but. Uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, Taylor Swift, and Harry Styles sell all of them, yeah. uh, and it's and it's it feels like movies now. There's fewer m- movies. It's yep. just, it's and they all you know. So everything goes to the everything has to be in Avengers. Or, yeah, 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 or Barbie. Like a block and and yet, Still and it feels like the industry can't get into comedy. It feels like the industry wouldn't have picked these people. There's no right. It's just no one's good before they're forty. Well, what do you get approached Ooh, with? I mean, because I imagine people see you on stage and then they say, "We could use them in this. We could use them in this." Like, what kind of stuff you're in Hollywood this you, week? You or will what be. Kind of meetings you will taking? be thrilled to learn. No. <laughs> what? No, I, I, I'm I, not thrilled. I don't. A. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no one offers anything. That's there's that's there's crazy. never. I've never been never been offered anything interesting. But I, I'm very comfortable with that. But, but it's like not a like a walk on in a movie where they say, "Oh, you could be, you know, even like an, an annoyed pointed waiter." I would just go, "Like, yeah, he'd be amazing at that." You know, like He's a really memorable two scene. <laughs> no, I, I, I always thought I always thought I'd make a great Bond baddie. Oh yeah, make a good bad you guy. You would. Oh my yeah. God. That, uh, you absolutely yeah, the, would. You, your agreement on that that yes. quickly was Uh-oh. troubling. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's yeah. totally true. Yeah, but oh, they're charismatic. Those Bond yeah. baddies. I of think that's a very yeah. cool role. Um, but no, that like I also think like you can get you could take infinite meetings in in Hollywood. You could die of encouragement. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's but true. you know what I mean. It's like that thing of like you. Oh, there's so much. And yeah. it's we want to be in the Jimmy Carr business. We just have to be. It's not a question of if we're going to work together. It's yeah, when. Yeah. Oh, when. Oh, wow. yeah. Please. We want to take a percentage of Jimmy Carr's money. But the yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird thing being a comic as well because you sort of you've got. My friend said this thing to me recently. Really struck with stuck with me. He's a he's a singer. Um, uh, he's very famous in in the UK. Uh, Robbie Williams. He's like oh my god. Yeah, all that, yeah. yeah. Okay, he's so he's, he said this thing, and it's it. It's a, he said, uh, "I'm an entertainer in the true sense. If you don't love me, I don't love me." Mm. Oh yeah, and I went, that's oh, like a comedian, uh, right? Ma- I, no, comedians, <laughs> oh. comedians are uh, not that. So comedians oh. aren't. We're entertainment adjacent. <laughs> we're sort of in show business, but I, I, I desperately want you to love me. Yes. yes, entirely on my terms. These are my oh. jokes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not changing one fucking word of it. I see. That, uh, That's but, a big but difference. But still, I, I desperately want to be loved. But it's it's there's right. a there's kind of a paradox there. But this is what I brought. Right. So it's not that kind of I'll do anything. Wow. Right. Because it must be so. 
I like being an actor as well. I don't think it's a better job. I think it's no. You're reading out someone else's lines. You're waiting around for the phone to ring. Yeah. Someone's giving you permission. Like right. the, the great thing about stand-up, I think, is it's like, and the terrible thing about it for lots of people is it's it's uh, it's self-assignment. You have to do the work yourself. Yeah. yeah. Motivate. Eh, that's so what, do you that's every day, you know, sit down consciously and say, okay, three hours worth of jokes? Or do you, as you're just kind of walking around, you see something? And you... Walking around. And then the, the writing is the editing. So when I'm on the road, is editing. And then I've just done a thing this year of like just doing just so almost like the Johnny Jokes thing you do on this, doing new jokes at the end of every show. So do 90 minutes on stage and then get out a piece of paper and read 10 jokes. I'm sorry. Did you say 90? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 90 minutes and then new jokes at the end. Yeah. And two shows a night. Jesus Christ. Just yeah, can, think of the just, money. <laughs> we do I don't know. There's 90 minutes where I know I don't have to shit ever. I, know, I, I, I could I just go like, I could make, safely yeah. be standing up here in a suit and not have to leave. That that, that would, that <laughs> might've stopped my yes. career. You yeah, have, you're, you're the one person that's pointing out the bladder control is remarkable. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. Do oh. you have anything on, like that helps you on stage cue cards or a teleprompter that helps you along the way in your Yeah. Show? I'll often have like, if, if you're recording something, you'll often have like a, a little, uh, you know, obviously for TV shows and stuff, you've got you've got the uh, the prompt, right? Which I'm which I'm sort of terrible at with prompt. Yeah, I got I a tip earlier. I got a tip from you know Anne Robinson, the the weakest link presenter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. She gave me a tip. I met, met her backstage at the BBC years ago, and she pointed out spoken word is written very differently to written word. So just like putting commas in where you need the commas when you're when you're reading autocue really yes. helps people. Wow. So if you're writing monologue jokes, it really helps to after every phrase put in the commas and the full stops oh, wow. rather than write it as a full paragraph. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm doing it all wrong. So most of your, your night of your shows are memorized, though, but you just yeah. have cues to help you along the way. Yeah, and often the name of the town written on a piece of paper. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, where, where is the, the town and the other shitty town to refer to. <laughs> <laughs> right. That they can all laugh yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. So it's, well, how, where, where are the... Yeah, where are the rivals? Where do you think the terrible people live? Yeah, right. Because yeah. they, they told us last night it was here. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's that's, that's big yeah. in America for sure. Yeah. Where where is the next uh, town that you'll be performing? Yeah. In? Two shows in Anaheim tonight, and um, then I'm in some. Anaheim, Anaheim, we we yeah. would say Anaheim is terrible <laughs> here in LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we would shit on them. Yes, I'm, I'm, and I they, feel sure they can't shit back. No, yeah. so if I mean, they try, they? they can't. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Disney, isn't it? It's out that way. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a lot of like people in flat brim caps and Acuras with Oakleys on the back of their oh head. <laughs> back being belligerent, yeah, not, too red. And... Not, not wearing cool Crocs. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll have yeah. Crocs. Oh, no, they'll have. They'll There's be decked out in Crocs. Um, so what's next for you guys? What are you now? <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, okay, so something that came up, and uh, yeah. listen, in the, in the, uh, you're not on the forums, presumably, but yeah. fans of the show. <laughs> the forums. Stew, Stewie rips his dick off the movie. Oh. <sighs> Is that Chris, not? Chris, is Chris. there not a movie? Oh, uh, it's a lot of work. A movie. I, oh my God. I'm working that... on an episode this week, and it's all I can do. It's yeah. Well, yeah. how is there not a movie? How is there not a Chris rips his dick off? Is what is still my my favorite pitch. I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> I, I, you know, the thing is, there's at some point there's going to be a Family Guy movie. Seth keeps threatening, but he also says that he fully has the idea for it, and I don't think Chris ripping his dick off can is... just be. Can be can Would be it? the movie. Oh, no. in the movie, right? Yeah. What about the disappointing sequel? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> that would be a very good disappointment. Yeah. I mean, that's the one I'll get to work on, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Ted 2? <laughs> might I mention that? I saw him in, uh, where did I see him live? I saw him in um, Montreal. He came one year and did, they did a live read of an episode. Oh, yeah. right. Which was, it was oh, kind yeah. of remarkable to see. Yes. Like that, the, 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 the idea of like, that level of like voice. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really it's is like something. witchcraft. It's it, mind blowing. Yeah, when yeah. he when he does like three or four uh characters on one page and just switches oh, effortlessly, yeah. it's very cool to watch. While writing notes condemning the script. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well when he's recording for us, he cold reads them yeah. he switches from character to character on cold reads. It's like it's brilliant. Yeah. He's wow. good at it. He's good at it. But you know what? It's about ninety eight degrees in this booth now. And Jimmy, you've been so generous with your time. I, I can't believe this even happened. I know. Yeah. I can't Thank believe. Thank you so Thank much. you for talking about us. No, Thank I'm, you for I'm, listening. I will, I will promote the hell out of it. I think it's a great show. I, th- I think you guys do great work. I think it's, it's really interesting as well for people in comedy to kind of get that little look. The people that you talk to as well, it's really interesting to see, okay, so that that's, that's a bit of the entertainment world. If you don't grow up Right. You don't have parents that were in show business. You don't know. Yep. And now you can listen to something like this. And if you listen to 10 episodes, you have a pretty good, oh, okay, that's what being a writer in Hollywood's a bit like. You kind of yeah. have a feeling of it. It's, it is kind of sharing something. It's really it's really nice. It's re- and I think that thing- Someone of- finally noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really lovely to kind of see how it's how it's done. It's, well, uh, it and was, I'm uh, it's such a huge fan. It's it great. was lovelier for us to have you here. Yes. And so really thank you for thank you. Like coming, uh, coming across town uh, in the morning to do well, this with us. We how, appreciate it. You're still on tour, right? How much yeah. of your tour is yeah, left? Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim. I know, but that's one show. What else is... Uh, like, there's there's maybe <laughs> I know, 15 more shows this year, something like that. There's, right. there's a bunch. There's okay. only like 15 more days I know. Yeah. Right. Do, you it? Do you have any other tours coming up after that? Uh, yeah. Constant. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I've never been off tour. It's okay. constant. I've never been off tour. I, I will take, take the kids away for a couple of weeks here and there, but uh, basically I'm on tour the whole time. Uh, if there's a night, I'll do a show. Well, Amazing. anyone who listens to us, if you happen to be in the same shitty town where Jimmy is about to perform, you should definitely go see him or watch any of his many Netflix specials or yes, wherever you can stream them. They're awesome. They are master classes in actual stand-up comedy. Actual stand-up. Yes. Jimmy, you can thank put that you in so your I'm, bio. I'm, Feel free I'm, to steal that. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy Carr, thank you so much for being here I'm, today. Thank you. Thrilled that I was invited to be part of this podcast. Uh, please. <laughs> yeah, unlike John Biner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. J- oh, Jimmy my Carr. God. I can't. What a, what a machine gun, a Gatlin gun of comedy that guy is. Yeah. And it's it's just guy. preparation meeting opportunity. Over and over intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, the guy, I mean, he put us to shame. But, but let's, say, I know, let's but not also, put it that way. Part of me goes... You know, if he'd stayed at Shell, would he be running the place? <laughs> I know. I Maybe know. they'd be totally green smart. by now. I know. He, would have, I know. he would have Shell all like and then a people solar. would be like, God, and their CEO's super funny. <laughs> I know, all right. For a CEO, he's hilarious. Uh, very and very edgy. very sharply dressed too. Like yeah. really yeah. kind of put us to shame. What, I don't a, what cons- a prince of a guy. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And he elevated us by being here. So thank you, Jimmy Carr. Thank you. So guess what? We're we're now going to do our top five, and I'll give it the little drum roll appropriate. But we got a we got a targeted top five, so let's get in to top five. Top five. Oh, beautiful top five. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're top doing five it. cars for Jimmy. For Jimmy, top five cars. Uh, Goldie, you want to lead us? Or no, no. You know what? I'll go first. JC, then Goldie. How about that? How does sure. that sound? Go for it. Good. All right, number five, I have the Dodge Challenger. 
Okay. I freaking love the Dodge Challenger. Tall and I went to a wedding in Palm Springs and rented a car from Hertz. And I'm a Gold Club member, no big deal, President's Circle, so I get to just choose whatever car. And they had an orange Dodge Challenger sitting there, and I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it this weekend. And it was superb. I got to tell you, I just had a whole thing with Hertz where the last car I rented got hailed on. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like over eight grand in damages, and we've been going back and forth. Oh for no! Months. Oh no! Hey, well, I'm you not know gonna what? have to pay it, but just like sorting the insurance. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? Hail. You know, we slash you wrote Duh. that joke for Tom Brady. He's the Hertz guy. We reach out to him. Oh. This goes away. This goes away. <laughs> Thank you. All right, number four. <laughs> Thank you. Number four uh, best cars: Subaru Brat. Oh yeah, Subaru. God, God did I. Yeah, as my dad says, Subaru. No, the, the uh, Subaru Brat was just super cool when we were growing up. Is that, the, that. The, long, the station wagon? Yeah, one? it's got a little yeah, back seat outside. Very cool. Oh, oh I don't uh, know. Number three, the 1979 Pontiac Trans Am. Wow. A.K.A. the Smokey and the Bandit car. <laughs> that thing was awesome. Awesome. Number two. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. Gotta yes. be. Chalk. Gotta be. Uh, yeah, total chalk. And number one, complete chalk, the chalkiest chalk, Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari. Oh, my oh. God, did I want that car. Yeah, it's like 170 horsepower. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that thing That thing looks like it's speeding in park. I don't care. All right, JC, take it away. Okay, my number five is the... James Bond, Aston Martin, DB5. Excellent choice. Why, thank Excellent you. choice. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I didn't choose that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, don't worry about because the rest of them, you'll be like, what are you talking about? The My number four is the Jaguar XJS, just in general. I love that. That was a great car. Yeah, the old one. Um, my dad had the, one of those, I mean, back in the 50s. Oh, cool. Yeah, wow. He said it was the worst car he'd ever owned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that he would- I love he would drop it off at on Monday, pick it up Friday for the weekend, and then drop it back off on Monday <laughs> to the I mechanic. Love that. And it, I guess at one point, when it rained, they the floorboard would fill up with water, and their solution <laughs> was to drill holes in the floor. <laughs> we figured it That's out. Brilliant. We figured out the problem. Anyway, I love that. My number three is the Porsche 911. Yes. Great. Okay. Thanks. And number two, I, I had one of these. Um, it's It was a 1988 Toyota pickup truck. Just the original pickup truck. So sweet. Those things are the famous ones that are like, it's gone for 200,000 miles. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And then my number one was uh, is the BMW 2002. Anywhere from oh, the, yeah. like 72 to like the 80s. Yeah. They're, they're sweet. Tiny classic. little cool classic cars. Yeah. Goldie's a big beamer guy. Okay. Uh, top five cars. Number five, if you know, you know, white Ford Bronco. Ooh. Oh, oh wait. Like OJ? Yeah. <laughs> if you Bronco, know, you know. Bronco. Perfect for getting your buddy out of town and then back into town. <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke. You made an Not OJ quite joke escaping. and it was good. Uh, Number four, I owned this car during COVID. It, it was the greatest car, but it only got nine miles a gallon. 
the Ford F-150 King Ranch. Oh, sick. Yeah, that thing was sweet looking. It was amazing. Uh, Number three, MacGruber's Miata. Oh, oh, yes. KXBR one night. One, no, that was the license oh, plate. Oh, the, the license other plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Right down. Uh, number two is from the movie Sideways, the Saab 900 convertible, oh, 1988, nice. I believe. Yeah. I used to have the hardtop version of that when I, I moved out that. here. And number one is the car I drive now. I call it simply the greatest boring car ever, the Toyota RAV4. Oh, There's, nice. It's dynamic in its boringness. <laughs> so many different things bore you. Nothing will ever go wrong. You'll never be noticed. <laughs> you will never think about it once. Yep. Wow, that's nice. It's fine. <laughs> I don't fine. think I'll ever drive anything else. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. I love Ring it. Ring endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, And next week, uh, our top five, uh, we're going to be doing, it's my choice, we're going to be doing top five most depressing songs. I feel like we've set that up maybe once before, but we're really doing it next week. We're really doing it. (laughs) So get depressed, get sad, and get singing. Yeah, for your New Year's. (laughs) Yeah. And now let's close the show as we do every week on a high note. We miss you. Always. Uh, who wants to, anyone want to go? I'll go. It's a little yeah. early for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I fucking fought this year to a draw. Oh. And I'm just That's calling good. it a That's draw. That I, is I took my lumps. I was on the canvas. And then I just got up and my eyes are closed with punches. And uh, my face is slathered in Vaseline, <laughs> but I fucking fought it to a draw. Yes, yeah. this is like the Sly Stallone speech and whatever Rocky that was. Life knocks you down. <laughs> what will you do when you get back up? <laughs> well, I'm glad you fought, because for you to say that you fought this year to a draw, like I take that That's as a very good. positive thing. Yeah. I take that as you it's saying, fine. Like, Fuck it's you. Fine. It's, fine. it's fine. It's the round four of, of years. Of years. <laughs> uh, what do you got, JC? What's your I, high note? My high note is I'd love to give a little shout out to uh, Hillman Hollister for helping us out with um, Jimmy Carr. Uh, no, uh, think of another one. Okay. Think, think of another high note. Why? Tell me I'm just why. kidding. I'm teasing. I love Hillman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I was that, like, oh, that fuck. Wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Abby Lavalley, she also stepped in a little bit and helped a little bit. But um, Hillman came in early, helped me set up, set up the cameras, which, you know, right. we'll use some of the footage. But, uh... <laughs> Thanks, Hillman. <laughs> but thank you. Thanks a lot, Hillman. <laughs> no, it was oh, really appreciated. <laughs> some good angles you got there, Hillman. All right. My high note, it's time to get, it's time to uh, bust out the tissues here. Um, after a very Are you long, jizz? after, yeah. Wait, what you're going to be so mad that you just said that. <laughs> after a very long and hungry life, our dog oh. Dutch is no longer with us. Oh boy. Um, hey, gone! <laughs> is that because of Hillman? No. You gotta, you, you should not have done that. <laughs> 
Dutch is dead. She was a good girl, but now she gone. <laughs> sorry. She no, yeah, our, but sorry. Our, you know what? It was her time to go. Yeah. Oh, uh, as, sorry. De- as, de- as decided by us because we'd had enough, <laughs> but it was her time. <laughs> so were you in the room and they, and you're holding her? You is that the, how it the works? room where it happened? Uh, uh, I so no. dread that. I know. I, I was, I was not, I have been before, but I was not. I was far away. I was at work in LA and, uh, yeah, Tall was on duty. She's been there for many of these passings. Um, but yeah, Dutch had a great life. And uh, she was a really sweet dog, always incredibly hungry, um, <laughs> just like up to the last day, just voraciously hungry. And uh, anyway, we're, we're now down to two dogs, which makes things like sort of easier, but yeah. I miss her. Oh, and sorry. Uh, yeah. she was a good dog. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought you were going to jizz. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't it have been better if I just jizzed with oh all my that crap? JC pressing he gone at the just most inopportune time. I'm don't sorry. do that. I'm already I, saying if we're still doing the podcast, when I Lloyd would goes, never. please don't do that. Don't, not, what do you mean? Not what? to Lloyd. Well, if Lloyd if Lloyd dies and we're still doing the podcast, I, I don't want a he gone. And I, Lloyd dying. <laughs> I love that Goldie's getting angry too. <laughs> I think I'm it was sorry. because I, sh- I should on your, just give your you helmet lists high of note. people that you can't egon that are yeah. just taped to your monitor. So you go, uh, uh, let me consult the list. No, no okay, there we go. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't be mad. Are you uh, Obama? Mad? We're not doing a egon. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's hold off on the egon for uh, <laughs> Kilby. <laughs> oh no, Larry I Bird. Mean- yeah, Larry Bird might get a ego. I need to start yeah, he did. writing these down. Jennifer uh, Connelly. Uh, yes. Jennifer Connelly. No, don't you dare. That's I what I'm never. saying. Yeah. Tom Cruise, yeah. There's no this is the list. This no is the list. With Tom okay. No. Okay. Okay. All right. We've rambled. I think I had one okay. drink before this little uh, wraparound <laughs> segment, and I think it's made it like twice as long. Okay. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks, thanks, Dutch. What a thanks, what a Dutch. wonderful tribute that was. Oh, yeah, uh, thanks. Gave you the you... best years of her life. Yeah. Gets back. <laughs> we just get. Yeah. What are your memories? She ate a lot. Good dog. <laughs> and, and she got. Oh, don't forget the jizz guy over here. We had the jizz guy, and he gone. Listen, I'm just trying to get something going. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of he gone, let's get out of here on Christmas. Jimmy Carr, thank you so much. Thank you two thank for being you. awesome. Thank, thank you. you all for listening, and we will talk to you again uh, next week. Next year. Ooh. Oh, next week. Oh, next week. Oh. Get pushed in anyway. That was fun. And it's fast right now. It's beginning to smell a lot like rat piss. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. He's like, guys, trust me. I'm a cunt.